Welcome to Split Decisions, a new Dark Starts podcast series just for you. Because buying gear can be a tough decision, Chad and I decided to bring the experts to you and let them talk directly about the ideas behind their products to help you decide what is right for you, taking out some of the guesswork. The goal here is to try and keep this brief and to the point that matters most about these backcountry essentials. Dark Starts, the podcast, is sponsored by Handout Gloves, the best thing since shoes got laces. Experience five-finger freedom with Handout Gloves' patented zipper technology and enable yourself to get everything you need so you can do what you want. We're also supported by Powder King Mountain Resort in the Pine Pass, BC. Don't forget to bring your snorkel. Face shots are the norm. This show is supported by Koo Sports and their full line of snowboard and ski waxes and tools. Pro Standard in the Grill Mount, the most versatile GoPro mount on the market. Sands Meal Bars, the best tasting snack for all adventures without all the excess stuff you don't need. Be sure to visit our website at www.darkstarts.ca and go to our partners page to learn more. Hi, this is John Takao, boot designer at 32, and this is our episode of Split Decisions. Well, John, this is a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Uh, you are from 32 Boots. Uh, we've been hunting down to get a hold of you. It's, it hasn't been easy. I definitely have to jump through some hoops, but I'm super stoked to have you. You know, Ashton was awesome. Seth over at Time Bomb. It's been a great lineage to get to you. And uh, when I got to talk to you, I was super excited and I'm so stoked on what you've done in your short time with 32. So, yeah, thanks for being on the show. No problem. Happy to be here. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. There's the beer. Fucking right. Cheers. Um, yeah. Welcome, John. It's pretty... There's, my, there's Simon trying to be on the show again. Um, yeah, so it was pretty interesting. You told me you listened. To, you told us you listened to our first episode. And you talked. You listened to Scott, and then there's a crazy lineage that just happened with Bruce and the arm. What's it called again? The um, chairlift chats. Chairlift chats. Chairlift chats. Yeah, I've forgotten all about uh, yeah. that. <laughs> Bruce is my mom's uh, partner. So crazy. Uh, <laughs> that is rad. Yeah, it, it is a small world, like you said, man. Just crazy small world. Yeah, what do you, you guys are in the mid seventies episodes wise? Like I had so many to choose from, and I was like, I'm just gonna go back to the beginning and see what it's all about. And then this is halfway 80. through, his name pops up. <laughs> yeah, this is eighty. Oh, we've, we've been crushing it. We're crushing eighty. It. Okay, cool. Yeah, we've topped over a hundred thousand downloads. Um, the listeners are fantastic. I love every, the community we're building is phenomenal. We've definitely got some people that are uh, taking advantage of the giveaways. It's crazy. You got one guy who's won <laughs> twice in a row, this guy Spencer. Uh, he's like, I know exactly when to get in. Boom. He answers the questions. I'm like, all right, man, you won. I, pff, you're the first guy to answer the questions. I can't say no. <laughs> so I can't be like, no, man, I got somebody else. No, no. Okay, I got to be ethical. This is how it goes. So It's all fair. Well, everybody needs to realize that we are giving stuff away all the time. So it's good. <laughs> it's good. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about, you know, I know we we spoke yesterday quickly, briefly about the fact that you just started working for 32, like pre-pandemic, yep. like January of 2020. Right before, right, right. on the razor's edge, wow. you know. <laughs> and then you're, you're like, we're all like, 
you got to go home. So you have no more community to hang out with at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, no kidding. For sure. No kidding. So you're still, you're the new guy again. Yeah. Yeah. For and you. like, a, yeah, I mean, there have been new additions, so I'm not the newest new guy, but you know, I mean, not, we're not even fully back in the office at the moment. Mm. So, um, you know, I think people have been enjoying the work from home program. So, yeah. you know, I go in at least, usually I'm in at least once a week, um, but yeah, it's definitely, we're still a little, we're still fairly remote at the moment. So, gotcha. so you go to the office and wipe the dust off the desk and then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like the, the desk at the moment is not like anything I've ever, it's not my normal desk setup at all. It's more of like a extra samples table at oh. the moment, you know, and I clear a little space when I get in there for the day and you know i mean my house has also become a sample room yeah, a little bit i but. was gonna say <laughs> got a dedicated room yeah. now awesome yeah so yeah tell us about, about your pat your history like where did you how did it, the ramp up happen to get to uh, 32 oh where do we start no um yeah how far <laughs> how far back do you want me to go just like career path more yeah, or less bit, like yeah well i Hey man, like that's like, why did you start getting into footwear? Like that's just like, obviously you know, have an engineering background or. Is it really footwear? Is that how we look at this? Is well, uh, Before uh, this, he's, he'll explain where he was in footwear. Oh, okay. My bad. All right. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> yeah. The, you, John. The, you know, the umbrella field is footwear for sure. Um, and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty niche in a way, but part of my decision, you know, like to move into footwear, I was like, well, everybody needs shoes. So if I know how to do that, like, you know, there might be a place for me (laughs) somewhere, hopefully, you know? Um, yeah, but let's like, I'll start at college at college. I, you know, I'm kind of like, um, Tommy boy. I was in school for six years. Um, (laughs) I, I didn't even, I didn't know what industrial design was when I got to college. Uh, which is what I ended up majoring in. But um, when I first got there, I honestly, I, you know, I like uh, specified an interest in business. And then in hindsight, it's fascinating, but it just wasn't for me. Um, and then I was more or less, I was like, what am I into and how can I get through college? Hopefully it was something I'm like interested and passionate about. And at the time it was cars and so I, I was really lucky that the college I went to had a, a great, I went to Western Washington university up okay. in Bellingham. Okay. Um, and they had, a, they have an automotive engineering program. And I talked to the, to a man named Dr. Seal, who's a legend in his own right. He helped develop the modern EJ series motor for super, like the flat four, Ooh, okay. um, more or less. So I talked to him. And he's like, do you want to design, say, like s- suspension geometry or do you want to design the exterior? And I was like, that's a job. Like, I didn't even, you know, like <laughs> nobody explains it to you as, you know, a young person like, oh, yeah, you know, there are people that do this for work. Like you could design the exterior of cars. I was like, that sounds way cooler. Like, how do I do that? And they're like, go two floors up and talk to the industrial design department. And as soon as I got in that office and I saw what they did, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, this is what I want to do. Um, and luckily again, the school that I was at had a, a, a great program, super selective, 
Um, for upper division classes, they take only 12 students after the sophomore year. So you essentially have like a portfolio review and they pick 12 students to go on to junior and senior year. Holy um, shit. Yeah. So it's a real roll of the dice on my end because my sophomore year in industrial design was my fourth year at college. <laughs> so, and if you don't get in, you got to like figure it out, you know, like right. do you hang around for a year and do it again or, you know, so it was, I, I, in hindsight, I was like, wow, that was ballsy. I like really put it all out there. But at the time I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I'll do that. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's such a small and selective program that when you declare, you start at day one. So oh, I was already, yeah. you know, a year and a half into college and I was like, this is awesome. And they're like, yeah, we don't offer the 101 class until fall of next year. So that's where you're at. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, I got in. Uh, I graduated. I was only in college for six years, which honestly was great. I think everybody should go for that long. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I uh, got an internship uh, at Specialized Bikes is how I got my foot in the door Sweet. at Specialized. Um, yeah, so I did. I uh, eventually got an internship there. And I just kind of stuck around for 10 years as you do. And, uh, about, I think I was like, uh, about four and a half, five years in, I, we got a, a new footwear designer at specialized. He had been working, he'd done a, uh, over 15 years, right around 15 years at Adidas in Germany. He worked in um, global football, so soccer shoes, soccer boots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like and, uh, global football. Like right, that. right. <laughs> well, that's what it's called. Like, that's the category, okay. you know? Um, yeah, like, yeah, that's what, yeah. I mean, that's it cool. is. It's I, football. I honestly <laughs> just assumed that Specialized was having their shoes made by somebody else just putting their name on them. No, they're in-house. Um, wow. They have always been in-house. Um, great shoes. Uh, and it was, you know, I saw it as a real opportunity when he came over, we developed a friendship and at some point he said they were going to be, they were going to be opening a position. And if I knew anybody and I was, I pretty much just put my hand up right there. I was like, right. well, there's me, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I think he had been hoping that I was, um, interested in the job too. So I did that. And then I managed the, I did that for three and a half years. And then I moved into a position where I was managing what is in the industry is called CMF. So color materials and finishes for all of on body product. Um, and so that included helmets, shoes, apparel mainly. Um, I did that. And then I had the opportunity at 32. I found that and yeah, signed up at 32 uh, and my first week on the job was, uh, outdoor retailer, January, 2020, right at the end of January. Um, which was cool. I got to go hang out, drink yeah. beers, yeah. um, go to the trade show with everybody. It was not working at all. I mean, it is, but it's not at the same time. It was just really fun. It, um, yeah, and I felt is, very yeah. fortunate that I had that week of, um, getting to know and meeting my coworkers. Cause, I was living in Santa Cruz at the time, um, specializes in the 
you know, San Francisco Bay area, South Bay, South of San Jose. So I lived in Santa Cruz and I did one more office visit. I did a week at uh Soltec, which owns 32. Uh, and then the pandemic happened, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, I had to more or less like learn my job remote and, you know, um, yeah, that, that's an amazing place to work. The Etnies and 30, I mean, all the brands there, but like the 32 crew, yeah. you know, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody there that hasn't been there for, I think at least 10 years, you know? So, yeah. um, super dedicated crew, all writers. And, um, yeah, so I was, I felt fortunate that I didn't get onboarded after that. And I got to meet my you know, co-workers at least a little bit and an sit down and have a beer with them at least once or twice as well, which is, it's... yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was where I met Jeremy Jones for the first time and oh, a lot of the other team writers and yeah, it was, it was normalcy right before the world took a big, you know, a big turn uh, yeah, out of normalcy. I, I can't, I can't <laughs> what say seemed... left or right, but definitely a turn. <laughs> yeah. It was, I don't, I don't even know how far. Right. Yeah, but, exactly. um, well, what's crazy yeah, so that, we... that's the, that's the fastest, I think about the fastest from how I got into footwear, uh, and how I ended up at Soltech. So nice in 32. Well, yeah. And it's definitely like a learn on your own at this point. Well, not totally, but you're not, in an office with everybody, you know, brainstorming together and all that stuff. So it's a little bit different. A lot of Zoom calls I'm gathering. Gap, yeah. Gathering. You know, I mean, being like I'm I'm the boot designer for 32. There's there's nobody else. So, you know, it was it's been great to have so much experience under my belt. Mm -hmm. Um but then, you know, there's this tribal knowledge of a company, you know, or this especially for a company of employees that have been in a place for so long where there's certain things that I just, you know, that they do that I haven't done before or right. it's different or whatever, you know? And so that, you know, they're very patient with me in that first six months. I was like, Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. When was that doing? <laughs> well, usually we do this right after this review. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't, yeah, I didn't see that outlined anywhere. I had no idea that was on like the cat, you know, it was just some of this inherent, you know, those things that like you don't think about when everybody's in that rhythm. And I was definitely not in the rhythm for the first little bit. So <laughs> it happens. It happens. So, and then you, so you also have a background in ski touring, split boarding. Mm -hmm. So you've, you've done both. I, I like, I've found, uh, I love, you know, working at specialized, you, you definitely are involved in human powered pursuits. Right. So, right. um, and honestly, Specialized is a very intimidating atmosphere to walk into when you don't come from a collegiate or professional background in cycling. The the guys there are exceptionally oh, fast. Okay. And there's a lunch ride every lunch, what? you know, every day at lunch. <laughs> and uh, it's like a, it's a mini race. I mean, not it, it's a, like they can't, like Fridays are called Friday Worlds and they're fast and you get, you know, when you're new, you get chewed up and spit out. And my first six months at Specialized, I, you know, I was like, I have to get really good at my job. I have to get really good at the lunch ride. If people are going <laughs> to take me seriously at this company. That's um, fucking awesome. Is that right? Was that a road ride or a mountain bike? It was road. Okay. Yeah. I mean, everybody like, you know, you get, 
the access to ride anything you want, right? So um, at lunch, we rode road bikes, but every weekend I was on a mountain bike and or cycle cross bike or gravel or, you know, I, I have a lot of bikes in the garage at the moment no and uh, I've been trying to thin out the herd. I'll but, buy one. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely, Chad, you and I are about the same size, so yeah. you'd, you'd probably fit. So It cost me more to ship um, it than it was. I was just going to say, by the time you get it shipped up here, man, you yeah, like, probably. I'll have, might as well just buy it. Um, I'm going to go pick it up personally. But yeah. Uh, yeah, moving into that environment was, you know, a little intimidating, but yeah, it got me to this place where like you build up the strength to bike and hike. And then, you know, I grew up, I grew up skiing. I think my first day on skis was when I was three years old. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, there was a, a st- like a short stint in, like maybe late elementary middle school ish, I guess that I did. I went snowboarding and then in college I skated, I longboard skated quite a bit. Um, you know, and it just all, all that moved through what I could afford at the time. Also, like I didn't ski much in college either. Cause I was like, this is expensive. And, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I was so close to Mount Baker and I did go skiing from time to time, but I wasn't, it wasn't so diehard that I was like, I have to get a season's pass and eat top ramen for six months just to make this work. You know, um, right. you're already yeah, eating I, top ramen, just going to college. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. Um, but it specialized, you, you know, I mean, exceptional people. And I found a group, I was really lucky, you know, and also listening to your guys' first podcast. It was really interesting that, uh, I found a great group of guys that were like, we all want to go ski touring you know, we all have somebody had a little more experience than others and not everybody had taken the Abbey course, you know, mm-hmm. the, the intro Abbey course. Um, so th- what was there? Three, four of us went and, um, took the Abbey course up in Tahoe together and ski toured f- every day for the weekend that we were taking the ski, you know, the course. Yeah. And, um, then I had a good group of friends in Santa Cruz because I I, do, I wanted to play catch up because I had friends in Santa Cruz that were already ski touring, and I was like I need to go, but I want to be safe in the backcountry, and um, I just you know it's a it's a very fluid environment, and I wanted to have my head on a swivel and know what I was looking for, right. you know. So I took the Abbey course, uh, I got geared up, and working in outdoor, it's nice because you have access to gear that you otherwise couldn't afford. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I have a, uh, I came to 32 with a, a background in ski touring, but also had been, a, been surfing in Santa Cruz for a decade. Um, and, well, yeah. And yeah, that's, that was sort of my, you know, experience, especially like, coming into split boarding and, you know, uh, working at 32, I was like, okay, this is my perspective. I come from a very technical, very technical, pretty geeky bike background where you, you count every gram and, you know, uh, ski touring, which has, you know, sort of been around for a long time. Um, and I had all that gear. And so, you know, in the split board boots that, that became my perspective of like, Oh, okay. These are, these are my influences. What can I bring to the table that maybe hasn't been 
looked at before. Yeah, when you told me that the other night we spoke and it was like, wow, the package you're bringing to 32, it's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's unique like, for sure. I is. think for the industry. It yeah. Is. I think they're going to, you know, we're going to dig deeper into what you've done for next year. And I think there's definitely going to be some, you know, crossover of where your history is from, because obviously it's become who you are. Right. So let's, let's do that. Let's dig into, uh, you want to, you want to go through which boot you want to start off with Darren? the line, which is the oh, go high man, end, low end. You're putting it all on me. Well, you know, that's how it always is. So usually, I usually throw yeah, if you, I mean, we can start at the top and work down. Yeah, the pinnacle we'll, boot and the line is the MTB. Right. Well, that's, yeah, That I mean, that's, <clears throat> for lack of, uh, I mean, did anybody else do a snowboard split touring boot before 32 did the Jones MTB? I don't think so. I don't think so either, right? I don't believe so. And... Jeremy came to 32 in 2015 and he's like, nobody's ever made like a split specific soft boot. And he came to us with, you know, with what they wanted to do. And just, you know, for just to be clear, like the current boot on the market and the majority of the line was um, done by a guy named James Kim. So I feel super lucky that I got to inherit such a, a great line of boots. James had been at the company, I think for uh, 15, 16 years or something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I got to inherit a really great line of boots. Um, and it was, it made it easy, like with all the work that had been done before, but right. yeah, Jeremy came to uh, the, you know, 32 and 2015, I believe. And that's when he was like, I need these specific things to, to do what I need to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, let's start with that one. And what were, um, what, what have you learned that were James's thoughts? James, Jeremy's? James, no, James, oh, Kim. Kim, gotcha. James, James Kim, Kim collaborating boost, yeah. with Jeremy with regards yeah. to building gotcha. the original Jones MTB boot, which is the foundation for today's boot. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So what what uh, what have you seen that they got together on and and came together, you know, and and came to decide as far as what should be a splitboard boot and and um, where do you see it evolving? So I mean, the first major differentiator on the boot and the most obvious is like the walk mode feature. Yeah. On on the boots, Jeremy just needed more or easier stride. Right. Like snowboard, you know, snowboard boots flex a decent amount, but you kind of have to force them to flex. Right. Um, And for, you know, boot packing and uphill skiing for, you know, lack of a better term, he just needed more range of motion through the cuff and then a quick transition. So, you know, that's how walk mode came to be. Um, He needed a more like robust outsole. And that's why you see Vibram. Um, rubber on there, um, a gator, you know, most snowboard boots don't have a gator cause most, most of the time you're not walking through snow, you know, you're not, you know, skin tracking or boot packing for a long time in a standard soft boot. Right. Yeah. Most resort um, riders are just riding on groomers. They're not dealing with. Yeah. And if you hit that perfect yeah, powder day, like yeah. you're going pretty fast, but you're not like, yeah, you're not putting the sweat equity into into it right? right so you know there's extra you need a, just a little extra coverage to you know 
shed snow and water and not have it build up. You know, the other thing um, in talking to Jeremy is that the laces would ice over when they're at camp. So he wanted something that covered up the laces also. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was just going to say that. You're not going to bring in an extra, you're not going to hike in an extra set of shoes or boots, right? Like, right. the boots you, you, you skin up with are generally going to be your boots for um, that particular time frame, right? Like, yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's a, a thing to deal with when, when you're Jeremy Jones, especially, and you're going back country, Alaska. You know, when you're camping for three weeks at a time to hit all those aspects and do that, that's a deal. You got to deal with that. And that's, uh, I see. Yeah. I mean, he's got a list of needs that most other people wouldn't no. even think about. Which you know? is which is one of the things I'm, that's running through my mind as we're talking already about the boots is that, you know, great for Jeremy Jones, right? Um, but not maybe what most of us weekend warriors are getting after, you know? And um, yeah. And I would say that's a, you know, and, I would say that's a uh, very fair assessment of the MTB. It's a great boot. If you want all the things, if you want it, you know, super stiff, very robust boot, it's your go-to, it's your go-to boot, right? But yeah. I would, you know, that you could argue that the average person, like a lot of things, like even working at Specialized, like, you know, you would watch people walk out of these uh, specialized dealers that are like, I just want the nicest one. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, like it's... some days we would do like, you know, like we would kind of do like secret dealer days where the employees would go work at um, a okay. retailer nice, and sell bikes, you know, and just, just to keep you fresh and in touch with the customer. Right. Yeah, and I, I, I totally get that. Yeah. And the customer range is wild, you know, like somebody walks in and they're like, I just need to like get across town, man. And you're like, okay, we got you. And then there's a person that's like, I'm really into tour de France and I just want the nicest one. What are those guys on? I want that. And you're like, you want a $12,000 bike? And they're like, I'm ready. And you're like, what do you do? Right. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what I really wanted to ask. But I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay, well there's a couple different models. Um, you can throw down 12. But yeah. You know, bike. like, yeah, it's crazy. Right. Um, they're awesome. I'm not going to lie. Having ridden quite a few of them, they're amazing. But does the average person need it? No. Um, and, you know, like, again, if you want all the features, if you want a super stiff boot, MTV is it. Like, there's no question in my mind. It's a great boot. So when you um, say... So oh, the other thing it has that I, I have them in front of me, so I'm looking, but is crampon compatibility, again, which not everybody needs, but it's a nice... Feature. If you need crampons, you want a really solid system, you know, so. So does that boot then also have, because uh, when you said it's a, a stiff boot, uh, is it, uh, you know, a stiff back as well as uh, like a full last well, that's from heel to toe to, to give it that stiffness for when you're boot packing or crampon? Yeah. So, I mean, the boot is really like a sum of its parts, like any, any piece, like most pieces of footwear, but um so in the outsole, in between what we call the strobel board, which is the bottom of the upper, the upper is like the fabric portion of footwear, right? So that's the the upper section of the boot, all the soft good part. And then the strobel board below that, there's a, a TPU shank embedded into the EVA foam that's on that's in the mid what's called the midsole. 
and then there's a Vibram rubber on the bottom. So there's a stiffener inside the boot that keeps your, you know, the flat, keeps it as stiff as possible to accommodate crampons. Because when you're on a very vertical face and you have to kick the toe of your crampons into this wall to continue climbing, you want a really rigid outsole. So that's the reason, that's one of the reasons the Jones boot is so, the MTB boot especially is so stiff is so that you can kick into almost a vertical wall. You know, you can't quite ice climb in it, right? But you, you can get pretty close. Like they're not climbing waterfalls. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But it's a very, like, I mean, you've watched all of his footage and, and whatnot, but it's a very vertical ascent at times. Right. And so absolutely, you, you need like a mountaineering style boot to yeah. accommodate for what you're doing. And then you have to ride it down. Right. So yeah. my, my question is this, like I know the original boot and now looking at this one, um, there's a few features that to me have dramatically drastically changed. Like there's uh, there used to be a BOA system for the, the back. Like you spill it. Like still is. Mm-hmm. Is it? I'm, yeah. it's, I'm not seeing it. There's a the boa picture. that's only for the walk system, right? So when you're oh, in ride yeah, mode. On the MTB, the Team 2 has a, a Velcro strap. Oh, okay. It's a, not, it's a webbing Velcro strap. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, know, like, the, I know that one looked really like the original one. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it would not hold up because the strings would come out and it was really like, obviously it's the first iteration of it. So definitely... How has that tightened up? I know before it seemed really loose and it really seemed, um, I don't know, like it would break very easily. Why yeah, it's interesting. Them? The The Spectra Lace has a super high tensile strength. So it's strength to weight ratio. You know, I don't know the numbers on Spectra exactly, but I know that in a similar product uh, with a different brand name, but essentially they're both like a composite lace like um boa uses Mm -hmm. the i do know the competitors number that they like to advertise and it's a 15 times stronger for the same amount of weight as like a steel wire so the even though it looks like it's just a cord it's like a very specific material that's super strong because boa especially for a steel cable right yeah they still have it yeah yeah the solid yeah and 30 32 is a as a brand we use it's a it's called tx3 which is what um and we use that across the line like we love the soft lace for our boots um you because the steel lace will kink you know Um, in some applications and the soft lace can turn sharper corners and um it doesn't generally memory like steel cable does right yeah and it's in it like the housing on the steel cable like it has that like plastic. plastic yeah housing over the it can also degrade over time yeah exactly um so yeah we use a the tx3 spectra lace um and that's what's on the boot now and then that front Um, the lace cover also has changed it used to be a full zipper all the way up and then yeah that's changed multiple times um you know for this season we made a little update we actually used our um standard like upper lace guides yeah like the open back lace guides um with an elastic strap the old ones had velcro and with the amount of flex in the boot what would what we saw happening was that the velcro would kind of pull away and the 
they would fall down. So we and added a elastic there and anything else. As well. Yeah. And it's just like they'd flop around and you'd have to put them back. And you know, if, yeah. if it wasn't, if everything wasn't kind of lined up just so it, it, it had the potential to happen. Yeah. So now there's elastic, uh, loop at the top with an open back lace guide and you just hook it over that. And it's a little more like, it's a little, uh, more malleable in that way, you know? So when you're hiking, it stretches and then compresses back and, you know, just a, it's a little update, but we felt like it was, is something that the boot needed for this season. So. Well, I like it cause it's simpler and it's, <laughs> there's less that can go wrong with it. Agreed. And which it, is to me, it, it accommodates his calf sizes too. Like, right. Right. It, it's been interesting because there's, uh, I mean, footwear's just like such a, you get into this mo this like uh, realization where you're like, oh, everybody's feet are so different. You know, like we're we're designing, we're trying to hit that like middle of the bell curve. Yeah. And then like you know, I mean, being in footwear for as long as I have, I'm like, I've looked at a lot of feet, and they're yeah. all, none of no two feet are exactly the same. Like everybody grows it's a little a, different. The proportions that, are crazy, and <laughs> you know, like it's a gigantic challenge for sure. And that's what uh, also um, Will Ritter of Spark and D was the same way. He's like, I'm happy. We're dealing with bindings, right? Feet, not feet. So, yeah, feet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's footwear. Yeah, it's a it's a beast for sure. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that elastic at the top just accommodates for different volumes of feet and legs. So, yeah, I like that, and I also like how the the new like the I don't know what you call it, but above the sole, so that whole section where the boot starts. It used to be super, super, like the whole toe, the whole front was all rubber. And well, that's the strobel or strobel you were talking about before. That's inside. So, yeah. So what, um, the area between like the EVA uh -huh. and the upper, yeah, uh, where those meet, we call it, we, in the, in the industry, uh, <laughs> we call that the tooling line. Okay. So, or at least that's what I've been taught to call it. So okay, that's well, the tooling line. Yeah. They definitely trimmed it down because before it was all like, it looked like a steel toe boot. Like it, well, it was, it was long. Big, it was it almost was, yeah. it was almost a rubber that was similar to uh, rock climbing shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a it was an injection molded part, um, wow, and okay. it was long. So there was you know like it it helped stiffen up the toe, but maybe a little bit too much. Right. You know, um, like it added it gave you a lot of protection because you know if you have metal spikes strapped to the bottom of your shoes or your boots, um, you need a robust upper to handle if you accidentally step on your own foot, you know? So, and if you're kicking in towards rocks or, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> right? I'm like making the you know, face like, ah, fuck, that would hurt. You know, and in contrast with ski boots, you have, that's all you have, right? Yeah. Like coming from that, that world, it's like, oh, the whole thing's made out of like very durable injection molded plastic, but you know, it's, uh, typically like a PBAX material. Um, but they're not overly comfortable. You really have to like do your research and figure out what last in ski boots really yeah, works for get, your foot. And there's shims and there's all kinds of stuff. Oh, and they bust, yeah, and they, they, they use a hammer and bust out parts. And it, yeah. That's why, that's why like all these crazy man. tools. Yeah. <laughs> that's why <I> <laughs> totally. That's crazy, <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, so what, so what else were some of the key features that Jeremy wants? So we got the walk mode, we got the Vibram rubber sole, we got the, the, um, geez, what do you guys call it? Is that your gator? Is that what we're calling that? That covers the laces? Yeah, that's what, that's what we're calling it. Yeah, we call yeah. it a gator. 
And and I um, love I love the fact that he he stayed with laces on the boot, right? Just to keep it simple for backcountry, you know, less to go wrong, easier to fix if something does happen. Um, I still like laces. I mean, uh, I've had the speed lace type boots, and um, I I have my first pair of boa boots ever in my life that I still yeah. haven't ridden yet. So I'll see what that's like. Uh, so far, I like the, you know, how easy it is to get in and out. But I currently am riding the TM2s, which I cool. super love. They're the best fitting boot I've ever had in my life. And um, I have no issue with lacing them up every time. So I like some of that feature as well. So what other key features did he add? I'm to so anti-laces. But that's okay. Um, you know, I mean, it was just like some, like we talked about some of those durability features, the injection molded heel well has been on the boot, I think the entire time. So that's where the semi-automatic cramp on has like a, a purchase point, right? Like, um, you know, yeah, that's kind of this quick, like cliff note summation of, you know, really, really durable, you know, um, walkable and like generally protected, you know, like it has to have some, uh, you know, to keep, keep everything where it needs to be and keep things from getting iced over and deal with, like you said, three weeks in AK. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like three weeks in Alaska, just like, is, you know, that's, that's a, that's a pretty, uh, like, high like large task to, for any any piece of equipment to stand up to so so the the first time i think i ever picked up a pair of the jones 32 boots uh the mtb boots was probably i'm gonna say like five years ago uh was the yeah. first time i actually touched a pair and picked them up um they had a lot of yellow in them at that time and mm-hmm. uh and one thing and, and it's interesting because around here we get a lot of guys who uh they they like they they like to go sledding in the backcountry and so I know a lot of those guys were buying those boots for sledding. Not they weren't oh, snowboarders. Sure. These guys were not <laughs> snowboarders. They were sledders. Okay. But for them, that yeah, was the best boot to be using okay. because of the stiffness, because of the Vibram outsole, um, yeah. and uh, the warmth that you would get out of a snowboard boot was way better than any other boot that they had tried. And of course, yeah, the gator could, that covered everything, right? So and you could. Yeah, you can heat mold the liner, right? So you have like a very custom fit boot and then you could run the walk mode wide open if you wanted to also, right? Like if, especially if you're on a sled, so. Yeah, so a lot of these guys were buying them for that reason. (laughs) They they would use other snowboard boots, but they would, uh, those PU soles, they would just tear them up on the decks of the sleds, right? So they they loved the Vibram rubber soles for that reason. Uh, now I remember checking them out and, uh, it was actually, I think it was a black Friday sale actually. <laughs> I was at, and I picked them up and I was thinking, you know, I was just getting into split boarding and I thought, man, I'd really like to get a pair of these. Um, and I picked them up and they were heavy. Yeah. And that was the Again, first it, thing that I noted at that back in that day, like how heavy those boots were. Yeah. You know, and it, again, it's like I said earlier, it's just the sum of its parts. You know, right. when you have a shank in the midsole to stiffen it up. You have a injection molded toe, injection molded heel well, you know, a walk mode system. Like, it's funny because when I, so I, um, I got, I've been working on a new version of the MTB and the Team 2. And so, the something I got, I do in my job is I get to tear this, tear these things down and figure out 
where can we save weight? Where can't we, you know? And so moving forward, that's, I, that's something I've been looking at. That's been always brought up as a point for this boot. Like how do we shed some weight? Because it's, you know, it does feel heavy in hand. Yeah. So if I was, if I was going after the, the, you know, the kind of objectives that Jeremy Jones is going after, I can see this boot being the boot. It's still um, heavy. That's sucking back a lot of your energy or destroying a lot of energy. Yeah, but you know, it's the trade-off that maybe you have to go with when you need what you need in order to pull off the other parts of that of going after that objective. So then, so can is this a good time now to then to transition John into the TM two? Yeah, sure. And then you we'll know, the on. other thing to think about too is it's also a system weight. You know, and it's also like you said, it's a it's depending on the objective, right? You know, Jeremy has the luxury of having any boot he wants, any right. piece of product he wants, right? But, like, I think that's where, again, like, the consumer base has to be really honest with what they're doing, too, you know? Absolutely. Going back to, you know, me working in, or, you know, like, doing my undercover retail at Specialized, it's like, well, you're not racing in the Tour de France. You don't need right. all of these right. all of these things that make a 15-pound road bike cost as much as it does. Yeah you could spend a little extra time on the trainer or actually riding your bike and get faster that way. Right. Like, um, yeah. So that's why we have like a line of boots, you know, that's a, um, this isn't the answer for everybody, no. but it is the answer for Jeremy and, or anybody that's trying to tackle, um, mm. the kind of things that he tackles. And then again, like there's a whole, there's, a whole system weight to the kit that you bring with you. Yeah. If you want to bring one set of boots, the MTB is probably it. But maybe you go with like a binding that has carbon high backs and you go with the lightest board that you can find and you go, you know, like you, there are trade-offs everywhere and you try and dial in your whole system, right? Like this is just one part of the ecosystem of product. Absolutely. Um, I wanted yeah, so to, you, there was a question that, before we move on, there's a question I want to ask about, there's a feature, let me go back to that boot here. There's a feature of the boot I really liked. I wanted you to, I want you to like, describe it a little bit more. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up here one second before we move on. Uh, where did it go? Oh, shit. Darren. I'm going to blame Darren now. It's not Darren's fault. It's my fault. <laughs> Are you looking for the Jones MTV? Yeah. Why can't I find it right now? Fuck. You're just scrolling too fast, bro. Because there's a, it's like a, it's orange tabs in the top. What's it called now? The recoil. Oh, the recoil? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So explain a little bit about the recoil. Because I know I wanted to like, was a specific question I wanted to ask you because I want to know what that, what's the mindset behind that? Because it's not in the TV too. A TM2, I should say. It's just in the TV. Right. So, you know, uh, actually, let me bring up. Where is that? There it is. Um, where? We're both, know, now we're both we're both searching for things. But a, in my. Okay. You know what's funny? The more that you're talking about it, I'm like, no, I, right. I, I would love to have the, you know, the Jones boot. And I'm like, I'm not ready for that. That's, that's too much boot for me. Like, I'm still your it, weekend warrior. And I think the, the TM2 would be more from what I would really be more comfortable with. Did we lose you? I, oh, there you are. No. You're searching. Okay. The recall I, yeah, I was searching. control. Yeah, I was going to say, if you wanted to, it's an easy way to drop 
about 50 grams of weight because <laughs> yeah. they come out, you know, it's a removable thing. Um, oh, okay. but what they do is they, uh, yeah. So the bars come out, uh, what they're held in is like a, is a elastic goring. It's a little elastic stretch material okay. and you can just pop them in, pop them out. Um, and you know, if, when the boots tensioned up, it just adds that like lateral and medial, it adds extra rigidity through like above around the ankle and in the cuff. Right. So if you're, if you're strapped into your board, it can add stiffness, uh, tip to tail. And now that's more for the down. It can be, but in a split boot, it's interesting. So we have right. it in a non, in a non split boot, but it can add rigidity side healing when the right. boots tensioned up, uh, you know, like, in that lower section, yep. you still get extra rigidity uh, while side healing, which is nice. So, uh, you know, in developing, like in researching all of this, uh, I read a white paper about you really need more rigidity on what would be what we call the medial side. So the in interior um, of your of your foot and leg. So if you find that your boot is kind of rolling to the outside as you side hill up and your, your ankles want to roll to, to the downhill, you could, and you could add the recoil bar and it will add some rigidity in the cuff to keep the ankle from rolling towards the downhill. Cause that's the natural way that you're, it's funny cause your ankles will roll, uh, They'll roll over the top towards the outside and your, you know, like your arch will like want to pop up towards the, towards the, uh, inside. Does that, 100%. it's hard to do it with, no. it's hard to, not on a video. I'm like, it's, this is a hard thing to explain, but <laughs> we, like, we when you roll your ankle, you generally about. don't Everybody roll it to understand. the outside. Yeah. Right. Like you roll it in and you kind of like step on it and it rolls in. Yeah. Anyway. So as you're side healing, the recoil actually can act as like an extra stiffener right? to Got keep, it. to keep everything and to keep your edges in, in the side hill. So, so. it's kind of like a batten. Yeah. Like right? in a sail. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I actually used to teach um, sailing and used to race dinghies oh, in no. college. So. Oh, so you and I can, you and I can relate on that. <laughs> Wetsuits, sailing. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's oh awesome. yeah, I'm just such a gear junkie, you know. Like yep, if it yep, involves yep. a lot of gear, I'm 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 in, man. <laughs> okay, cool. So speaking on that, just a couple other features of the boot that I, you know, going in techie deep into what it. we got yeah. here, um, the uh, the performance backstay. So uh -huh. so we got walk mode in this boot, but then mm -hmm. you guys came up with this performance backstay so to stiffen the spine of the, yeah, the so back that's a, of the boot. That's right. So that's a that's in all of our boots. We have a performance molded backstay in all of our boots. Um, and oh, so okay. in the Jones boots, it's a little shorter, but the idea is that with the walk mode collar, when you tighten up the boa, it's like more or less like a suspension bridge for the backstay, right? Like most backstays in most boots go almost all the way up the back of the boot. Whereas if you need more range of motion, uh, you have to split it and you have to have like a, um, a pivot point more or less to open up that cuff. Um, so the walk mode system works in conjunction with the backstay. 
the backstay and the MTB is, and the Team 2 Jones is a little bit shorter than your standard boot. To give us that walk mode. To give you that extra range of motion in the walk mode, yeah. All right, cool. So then the next thing that I, I am really curious about is the Elite Fit Liner. Mm, and if you okay. can just break that down a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that adds... Um, that also adds stiffness to the boot, right? Because it's a... You guys haven't seen it in hand yet. No, correct. So most, you know, uh, we have intuition on the interior and then the, the exterior is our energy foam molded exterior. So it's a more, a much more rigid, uh, dual density liner than what the standard, like what our performance intuition liner is. So, um, yeah, it's, um, 32 and Soltex uh, energy foam that was developed in the, our STI lab. And so it's an injection molded foam that then is paired with a moldable intuition second density foam on the interior. Nice. And so if you, and that adds rigidity, you know, and like, again, somebody like Jeremy or somebody that, you know, like split boarding is what is their thing you might have different liners so you could soften up the MTB with our performance liner and you can, you know, you could swap the liners if you wanted to. Right. I at love a, those. At a cost. It doesn't come free. Yeah. Well, you got to buy another set of liners. <laughs> no. Okay. So yeah, but yeah. if that's what you're after and you no, want to get it, get but it. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and looking I love that. Up. Yeah, no, go ahead. Well, if you're looking to stiffen up the MT, the MT2, you just come with the elite fit. The TM2. Yeah, and so like the Team 2. So, yeah, we sell the Elite Liner separate. (laughs) All these acronyms. So if you wanted, honestly, if you wanted to stiffen up any boot in our line, you know, like if you don't want, like the, the, so we have the Performance Backstay and a Molded molded 3D Tongue on our our boots. And so I think about those a lot as like a backbone and a sternum. Right. So you have rigidity in the front with the molded tongue like a rigid tongue and then you have the performance backstay and then underneath that you have this elite liner which is a stiffer liner than the performance or team or comfort in our line and so if you wanted to loosen up the mtb a little bit you could potentially put like the performance liner in the mtb right but you have to have all the parts and pieces to you know lego that together right which is costly, but, you, has, but that ability has, is there. That you yeah, can mix and match. Yeah, it is. I and mean, ultimately, again, like, for the yeah. consumer, it'd be great if I could say, you know, hey, thirty-two. This is Darren. Yeah, man, I'd like to order a pair of MTBs with performance fit liners. You know, on like, the website, doing yeah. the website. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you know, build, I mean, the dream. Build your boot that way. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean, it. It would be like a, you know, custom program, kind of like other yeah, yeah. bigger companies maybe have the inventory. The hard part is yes. And where you're going. Uh, I, I haven't, I should do it. What a nightmare. 30, you know, for 32, it is, it's a total nightmare. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I did crunch, I, I crunched numbers at Specialized when I was there. And we offered, at the time I did, I, I did this. We had 22 individual styles. <laughs> and within that, there are, oh, what was it? I'm, I might mess up the numbers. So, you know, if anybody is doing the, you know, calculating, anyway. So there's 22 individual styles. There are 
a full size run within each style, right? So that goes from your small size to your largest size with some half sizes in the, the meat in the middle, right? Uh, we also did widths as well, oh right? God. So there was wides and narrows and each of those is an individual skew. And then you <laughs> add in colorways, right? So there's, there's 22 families. Let's just average it out. Say there's three to four colorways per or model family. There's uh, how do you make it money per. Ex- <laughs> well, I mean, that's hard. And so when I did the math, I was like, okay, so if one dealer was to bring in every color, every yeah. size, every width, and only one of them, you're looking at, I think it was close to 1500 pairs of shoes for 22 models. Okay, so just so everybody's clear, he's talking about specialized shoes, not 32 boots, yeah. right? but with all those but numbers. We're not but far, I mean, we're not far off, to no, be honest. There, there is like, a relativity, the, that's the, for sure. The yeah. size of the models is about, is similar. And the colorway offering is similar. And so, you know, I mean, it's one of those things when somebody goes into the shop, they're like, ah, you know, I kind of wanted something other than black in this very specific (laughs) boot, you know, like an MTB. And it's like, well, if we offer five colorways in 20 or 19 different sizes, the retailer's not going to have that. Like, we're not going to have that. And so, yeah, at Specialized, it was like 1,500 individual SKUs. And if you bought something like let's just say the size nine which is right in the middle in a standard black well then you'd have to reorder another size nine in black of that of that particular model and that's why in footwear it's really hard to get you know like exactly maybe exactly what the consumer wants in the end because it's like there's just so many skews that you have to account for whereas like you look at binding or board brands there's a you know bindings is small medium large you can run a lot more colors because it's, you know, there's only three sizes, but in footwear, there's typically like close to 19 individual sizes per model. And then you have to multiply that by <laughs> each color, shit. right? Like it ends up being a lot. Wait a <laughs> second. Like, I got to bang oh, my head on the table real quick. Once yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. Boots. <laughs> I think we all, we all just need to have Hobbit feet and we'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> so let's dig in. What's the difference between, what's the, let's go to the TM2 now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Quickly. Yeah. TM2. Yeah. So, um, so not the TM2, everybody, but the TM2 Jones. Yeah. Actually, yeah. is what we're going to yeah, focus on. So, we're going to focus on the TM2, the split board version of the TM2. Now, the TM2 is, uh, man, I love my TM2s, dude. They are a cozy boot to wear. I am super comfortable in them. And everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody loves what they love. But, uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, for us, Team 2 is, you know, Scott Stevens' boot of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if you've watched any of his content, it's insane. Right. Yeah. Um, so if he can make it work in the Team 2, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's that's the high bar, right? So, um, yeah. And like you guys are talking about, like, Team 2 is lighter. Um, it's not necessarily going to be, like, maybe your AK killer boot, you know, that, Jeremy needs, but it has a lot of similar features that I think if you look at it really objectively cover a lot of the, um, check boxes for the average split consumer, you know, um, has a really nice flex. It has a walk mode that is not made, you know, it's not a BOA walk mode, but, 
Um, it offers a super similar range of motion and it's quick, uh, with the Velcro strap. So, so the way uh, the walk mode works is you just release the Velcro strap and then you have, is the, is the walk mode panel, it, it's elasticized. Is that what is? Yeah. So okay. it's a lot, it hinges off the back there. Right. Um, and what I see as well is like the top three lace loops, the whole system kind of works together where yeah. it all kind of moves the whole top section moves versus just the back. Yeah, I mean, with the laces tied up, it still is majority um, rearward, rearward uh, like articulation. Yeah, still. Yeah. Yeah. So again, now you're you're compromising the toe box. There's not as much rubber coming up over your toe. Um, yeah, it doesn't have an injection molded toe, right. but it does have the same Vibram uh, so. rubber. And it has the energy foam midsole with the injection molded heel well that the MTB does. So if you did need to strap a set of crampons on it, you can, you still can't, you could use the same set they use on the MTB. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It looks nice. I like it. I think that's more of the boot that I would need than. Does it have the same shank as the MTB? It does. So it has the same, it's the, yeah, the outsole. So the shank midsole and rubber are the same. Okay, perfect. And then the liner in this one is the performance fit liner. Yeah, so there's a, it's a dual density intuition, but it doesn't have the same rigidity as the elite liner, that full injection molded right. energy foam liner. Um, and then it also has a different, I didn't talk about it before, but the elite uh, internal harness is also a little bit stiffer than the performance harness. It's a slightly different configuration. So. So if you're looking for a, a more functional boot, less super tech, and you want it stiffer, just get to the Elite Liner, and you're you could. you're pretty much in the zone. Of course, the price will be you might as well buy the Jones, the top end Jones. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're pretty you're pretty darn close. If you, but I mean then you have some yeah variety depend, again depending on what you're doing and you know like yep. again everybody's hills different, everybody's use case is different, and you know. If you get a good deal on the liners and the boot, then it might be a good, that might be a good option for that, that person. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like the way it looks. I like the the material, like the zip up halfway and just the different functionalities that are not fully elite, but they're there. It's there. Yeah. 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 And it's, a, you know, I mean, it's still uh, an expensive boot, but it's not that like halo top tier price range, right? Like six fifty is hard you know like that's a american it's american it's almost yeah american. that's a big yeah, number yeah. that's a big number for a pair of snowboard boots yeah. i'm sure man. yeah i mean I've you're looking at that. it yeah I'm retarded than i am i paid that for other other brands boots as well but so listen so we're gonna take a little break i'm actually gonna talk about some things i'm gonna i'm gonna give you some things where it's time for some giveaways i'm gonna what? give you yeah. Okay. I'm just kidding. Then we're, yeah. gonna, then we're gonna get into the <laughs> women's line quickly because I'm, I'm sure it's a lot of cross platforms the same. Just some tweaks to it. So we're gonna give you some Kusport wax. Kusport's one of the sponsors of the show. We're gonna give you some wax. There's a three temperature wax. I know you ski and snowboard, so you've got some wax now uh, for when you either go whatever you want to do with the wax, whatever you want to, whichever uh, discipline you want to do, it's yours. Kusport's uh, a sponsor of the show. Anybody who goes to darkstarts.ca and purchases through the Dark Shards code using DS10 will get 10% off and free shipping over $100. You know, anything you buy from them you know, comes back to the show, so it's 
please support. Uh, also, Sans Meal Bar. We're going to send you a box of Sans Meal Bars. So the Sans Meal Bar is, you know, everything that you don't, everything you want in a bar for energy, backcountry, it's there. There's no sugars. There's no extra syrups. You know, that's why the, the term Sans is there. Right? None. Um, the flavors are great. Oh, natural. Yes. It's just really good stuff, man. Yeah, like I've got a, I've got issues with my stomach and my guts if I eat certain foods. And this, man, this levels everything out. It feels great. So you'll have a box to try out. Uh, again, anybody wants to purchase some through the website, it's 25%, 20% off. And then we do give away 10 free bars per show. So every time we drop an episode on Tuesday, there's 10 free bars to give away. Just got to go into the website, our website, Partners Area, and take advantage of that. And then we're going to give you a grill mount. Not sure what you're down for your GoPro work, but we're going to give you a grill mount. It's got two heat, heat moldable tabs. It goes in your mouth because your head's the best gimbal. It's roughly around your chin. You can use it surfing, biking, snowboarding, mount, you know, all the everything that you do, you can use it. Walking your okay. dog. Yeah. And it's the great thing about it is if you, you don't need to have it in your mouth all the time, you stick it in your pocket, right? Yeah. And then you just want to just whatever you use it when you want to use it and it's the best thing about it is your head's the best gimbal and therefore it's it's great it's the ultimate gopro mount yeah so those are three things we're going to give you and then um yeah so let's uh awesome. yeah it's our pleasure so john let's talk a little bit about um i guess the height boot so alina has a boot with you guys how different is hers from the jones you know, in function and form, they're arguably they're they're pretty identical. The we have a women's last, and the cuff height is slightly is just a touch lower oh, in the women's yeah. boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the size the size range is extended a little lower, so, or you know, in smaller sizes. So, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of kids coming up that are charging super hard, and if you have a smaller foot, Elena's boot. Uh, is going to be the one that you would want um, in a smaller size. Cause I don't, the men's range doesn't go as far um, as small as hers does. So she has a, she has a, 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 a decently small foot. So we had to actually open new tooling just to get her in the boots. Oh, wow. Yeah. But functionality wise, you just changed a few things for women. Yeah. So she has a, her own signature color. You know, the materials are just as durable. It's, it's more or less, you know, like for the, especially for this season, cause she signed on late, um, uh, in the product cycle, right. you know, so we put her in the, the Jones, you know, it's more or less the Jones boot and we gave her, her own signature color and built in the, in with a women's last and, um, specific cup high and, yeah, we had to, like I said, we had to open tooling for the outsoles just to get the correct size for her. Yeah. And yeah, get but it fit. But that's good. And then you also did a TM2 as well. Yeah. So she has both. She has MTB and Team 2 height. Nice. So that's great. That helps women get the best the best of both worlds as well. Like if you're not a supercharger, just the average weekend warrior, then you can go to the TM2 height for women and take advantage of all the benefits that it has, you know, and, and yeah. I, I think that was great that we talked about that because it is, you know, everybody goes, Oh, I need the Jones. I need this. And it's like, well, do, do you really need all that? Like that's, <laughs> it's probably overkill. Maybe, you know, I like the best man. I only buy the best. 
Yeah, but you don't need it. Money's <laughs> no object. Yeah, so. and I, you know, like <laughs> it's kind of like having worked worked in product and have having to be really objective with product. It's like yeah. I look at the MTB. I'm like, this is a fantastic boot. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing for what Jeremy does. And if you want, if you want the best, the stiffest, the most featured boot, that's your one. And if you've got the income to match, then no problem. But right. if you're on a little bit of a budget, like the team team two is a spectacular boot. Like, yeah. It's so good. And again, if you do the first year with it and you find that it's too soft, the first year, the team two, then you just go to the elite, you know, spend a couple hundred bucks year the elite two, liner. go to the elite liner, maybe change yeah. the sole. And I was, I'd also say the team two is probably a little more resort friendly, just being a little softer. You're going to have more, like it'll be cl- a lot closer to the standard team too. Right. Gotcha. And so, so um, for that, for that split border, who's the weekend warrior split board. I mean, we're all weekend warriors, whatever, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but for, the, <laughs> for that budget conscience, conscious, yeah. Uh, and like split curious person too. Like yeah, you yeah, could yeah. run it and balance Perfect. all season. Yeah. Yeah. And you totally. can, yeah, you can write it for, for, you know, you can write it on piece and off piece. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. And, exactly. yeah. Same with the MTB. You could write it inbounds, no problem. But Absolutely. It, it's yeah. a little overkill maybe for what most people would need, right? So. Yeah, exactly. You get some looks putting crampons on at the resort. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know how familiar you guys are with bike stuff, but like I equate it, like if you're looking at Shimano's product offering. Yeah. Versus some tour. Like, yeah. You know, like. The MTB is Durace. It is like the nicest thing. It's so expensive. It's mm. pro pro grade. And I look at the team too. I'm like, that's all Tegra. Like that's the working man's high end. Like yeah. it's such a good offering. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's got everything you need to go in the backcountry to be comfortable, you know. You know, yeah. that's that's probably a good analogy, John, because I bet a lot of our audience understands exactly what you said there. Because a lot of those people mountain bike they mountain bike i mean if they're mountain people then it's xtr and xt right (laughs) (laughs) if yeah awesome and then you know we also have um the bandito boot which if you like a soft flex boot chris christensen who we developed the boot with has been touring and again like it wasn't necessarily designed to tour in but chris just loves it and tours in it and yeah that's what he wanted bike. out of this he boot. He rides his dirt bike in them. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, the fact that you could shift clutch and brake, you know, like in, in your snowboard boots is pretty cool. It's like, in his video. Yeah. That's Dang. what he does. Which will be that's in the, crazy. Which will be in the 32 profile or port. Yeah. Port profile. Yeah. Profile on our website. The video will be there. It's a great video. It is Chris. a pretty sick looking boot. And I know you, you guys were talking offline earlier about, and Chad mentioned how, it looks like it's a great boot for uh, paddle surfing, which I think I yeah. agree when I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually, so other than meeting, you know, Jeremy at, um, OR, I also got to meet Chris Christensen and Steve Clausen at, uh, at outdoor retailer in January, 2020. And that's when we kicked off the bandito boot. So, yeah. um, Steve was riding this, what was it? I want to say it was an old Burton boot, super funky setup, but it was like this size eight. Keep in mind, I think Clausen's like 11. (laughs) So (laughs) it was like a size 11 shell, but he had this like custom, 
liner that was, you know, super packed out and he had added this like, what would I want to, what do I, like a, I don't even know what to call it, but he had like uh, added his own harness <laughs> attached to the liner and then a, um, this like backstay piece to it also. And um, Chris Christensen had ridden that boot. Cause there, you know, um, Steve Clausen from wave rave is up in mammoth and knows Chris. And so he got Chris in those boots and he brought them to the show for us and we took a look at them and they're like, we want this in a production boot. <laughs> you we know, this Frankenstein like, boot in a production. We boot. want the, you know, we want a size eight shell with an 11 or 10 liner <laughs> and you know, all of these. So like that, that was week one of me at 32. I was oh, like, God. I don't, I was like, I don't even really know what I'm looking at. You know, (laughs) what is this? I'm just trying to get a handle on the line. And so we worked with Chris on the bandito to get this, like the proper flex, the proper support and hold while having like having it reflected in Chris's like surf style that he wanted to ride in. So we needed like just the right amount of flex out of box. Um, so yeah, the boot looks great. Yeah, and the the banditos cool. where we ended up. I wanted you know really classic styling, um, and that you know Chris is a that emulate like that is Chris's style, like time a little bit of timeless. Um, he wanted a full full grain leather boot, so it's a leather boot. Um, and and it's got hockey laces. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah yeah it's got a flat lace he really wanted a yeah. flat lace um you know it's got like a sort of a flex more of a flex more flex zones in it than uh what we do at maybe this like level of a boot um you know because the video and, i watched he just grabs it and literally just like he grabs it and yeah. he just bends it like nothing. And it was especially like, if there's no liner, like I mean the Clausen boot too, like you can like roll up in a ball, you know. <laughs> and it's like, huh, okay, okay, you know. Crazy. And so it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like that Sorel era. Yep. But then how do you work in ankle protection, just the right amount of stiffness, and then you know, to get that more like surf style and more articulation in the boot, but also not hurt yourself, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that was the goal. And it was super fun working with Chris. Um, yeah. You know. He's definitely a legend, legend in yeah. the surfing and snowboarding and working with Jeremy with, yeah. you know, shaping boards and, you know, talking to Ashton, he was like, you know, he, he, I didn't had no idea that how often, Christian gets out like he's 50, 60 days a year splitting. If there's corn snow at the top, he's gone. Like I'm just need to make some turns. Yeah. It's like, man, that's yeah. awesome. So it's definitely a good advocate, good person to have to build a boot. That's kind of, you know, to the old dude like me and us who just like, man, you know, I don't really need a hard boot. I just need to go ride something that's going to give me that nice feel. And I can use it power surfing. Cause I know Christian, Chris, he's got his power surfers there. He, he shaped with Jeremy in his garage yeah. in video got a couple of them actually and uh yeah yeah i awesome. mean uh, being you know a surfer myself and like watching that whole process i'm like oh that of course that totally makes sense you know and um i one of my buddies in santa cruz i, I actually got to shape a, he 
he opened up his shaping bay to me and I got to shape my own surfboard, um, during the, you know, work from home pandemic time and just learning, learning about like more or less the hydrodynamics of how surfboard works. And, you know, you can take that into powder and it's a little different and, you know, they had to tweak the surf series boards that Christensen's done with Jones, but seeing how that, you know, all of those same rules sort of apply, when, yep. especially when you're in powder, you know? Yep. Um, and then the movement is a little bit different. So Chris wanted a boot that reflected that, but it's a soft enough boot that it has a lot of articulation and you can throw it in a set of split bindings and you can, you can walk pretty freely in it and then, you know, have a super surfy boot on the way down. Um, you know, it might not be the most technical ice, you know, like I see edging board, you know, like I see edging boot that you'd want, but yeah, I mean, for what Chris wanted, like it's, it's a good boot. Yeah. And you know, it kind of like in a way it almost completes our line of like flexi medium and stiff, right? Like that's exactly bandito team two. And then you have uh MTB at the, at the super stiff, you know, really rugged, fully featured boots. So I was actually thinking that when you were just summing this up, that's good. So we have a, you guys have something special to offer our listeners. Oh yeah. Uh, we have a set. We'll, we're, we'll be giving away a set of team two Jones or team two height, depending on who wins and what colorway you're interested in. Whoa. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. Super stoked. Awesome. So we're going to do this through our website. How do I sign up? website you're going to be going on our website uh and you're just going to enter in to win there'll be no questions just enter in to win we're going to do this for roughly about a week it's going to be quick like if you're not on the ball like you just get on it because i'm i'm noticing we're doing a lot of giveaways and people are waiting till like thursday oh the answer is this like dude it's gone monday that's gone (laughs) like you got to be on it so we're giving a pair of boots away and wait until the end of the show so people have to listen to the whole thing <laughs> to find out. Uh, <laughs> man, thank you. You know, again, it's been yeah, this, that's uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, that giveaway. And I love, you know, you've educated me so much on, on boots. Uh, it, I definitely needed it because I know now that I need to change my booting. I keep buying that elite boot and I'm like, I'm not there. It's not happening. <laughs> I need to like bring it down a bit. So hopefully we get to get our feet into some teeth. You know, TM2s, Jones boots, and see how they feel, and we'll see how that works out in the future here. But uh, yeah, we really appreciate your time. This has been awesome. Um, again, if you want, you know, this is the time where you can actually offer out your Instagram if you want to see people to reach out. Maybe they have questions that could help you design the next boot as well. Um, that's what this is all about. Our listeners are definitely very active when it comes to DMing and asking questions. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, my Instagram is at J underscore Takao, T-A-K-A-O. You know, I have taken like a step back from Instagram. I post like quarterly at this point, but, you know, I'll check. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, it was one of those. It wasn't like overly conscious, but I was like, I don't, I don't know. This is a, you know, it can be a big time suck. So (laughs) it can't. Well, it's probably going to be uh, a good call now because people will be like, "Hey, John, I got this question about the boots." Well, yeah, just be active <laughs> for the net for the when this drops for the week. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm. I mean, uh, if yeah. it's 
like if people have questions, I'm, I'm more than happy to answer. So, um, yeah, yeah. I don't have control over promo. So that's somebody else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's you know, not... I just, I just draw all the lines and color them in and you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And but, get... um, yeah. But yeah, if people have questions or input or, you know, whatever, like I'm, I'm all ears and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I pull from a lot of, um, different aspects, you know, like I think bringing my, you know, especially on these boots that, you know, that we'll be moving into for future seasons, like for the Jones stuff, I definitely had like a very ski touring approach to it because that's what I know. And it was just like, and surf, like I bring in surf and anything I can bring into what I'm working on. I, I try and like look at it super objective and, and bring in as much cross pollination as possible. So if nice. anybody has, Sweet. if anybody has any, anything that they need to get off their chest about snowboard boots, I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So again, anybody can go check out their line at, well, go to darkstars.ca and go into the split boarding section or sorry. Not split boarding, split decision section. <laughs> There'll be the 32 link in there. You can go check everything out. We'll have everything in there. Everything will be there. And um, check out the line. Again, you can check 32 out at 32.com and also at their Instagram. I think it's just 32 written out. Yep. Not not the numbers, but 32. Um, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna just go for it with the shameless plug here. But I also, because I have so much, I, I have a decent amount of experience, but um Etnies is also under the Soltech brand, you know, Soltech family Mm -hmm. that, um, that I work under and I've been doing all the mountain bike products. So if you're looking for mountain bike shoes, Etnies got some in, uh, spring 22, we've got some really exciting products. We may need to bring you back for split decisions in the summertime because we may be moving into some. (laughs) Oh yeah. That might be a good one actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you guys want to talk mountain bikes, I could talk mountain bikes all day. So we'll bring you in because we're, we're rookies (laughs) again. Travis, you might have to get out from behind the camera for that one, buddy. Get on the mic. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. We're going to be bringing Travis in on a couple other episodes in the future with cool. some photography and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be rad. I mean, and again, like I, I get, I feel super lucky. I get to work with some of the best riders on the planet. Um, Emil Johansson and Brandon Semenuk had insane years this last year. And I mean, if you don't know who those dudes are and you like mountain bikes, you're probably living under a rock, but yeah, we have some super cool product for those guys. Nice. And, um, yeah, if you want to talk mountain bike stuff, I'm all ears about that too. Perfect. <laughs> so, Sweet. Yeah. We'll hit it. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time again and thank you so much for doing this. This has been, uh, you're, this has been the longest so far and it's super tech. I love it. But the in-depthness about the Man. boots, cause it, you know, it's Man. funny, like we all, it's it's like you said, like about all the dimensions and how the differences are and everybody has issues with their feet and, and what makes them comfortable. It's good to it's good to get the deep dive in and, and learn a little bit more about what might or might not work for us. Yeah, you know, and I will like people ask me a lot because, you know, when they they're like, What do you do? I'm like, I'm a footwear designer. They're like, I have questions about running shoes. I'm like <laughs> Okay, not really my field, but I'll answer the best uh, that I can. And you know the the hardest part and the most like, um, yeah, the hardest part is finding the company with what we call last. So the last is like the the mold that you build the shoe around. It's like the foot shaped thing that the shoe is like molded to. 
And the hard part is finding the footwear company that has a last that look, is the most similar to your own foot. Right. Mm. And I would say sense. above like above all the features, above anything else, is, is it's finding that last that fits your foot, you know. And some people like this year we're offering a wide fit boot because there are people that, you know, like they're just their feet are too wide. Um or they're wider than the average consumer. And so we've like shaved down the sidewalls a little bit and the liners to offer like an out of box wide fit that fits really well for people with wide feet. Um, you know, and arch shapes are so different and there's so many factors that go into finding the right thing that fits, but you know, our boots are all, um, heat moldable. Every liner in our boot line is, is heat moldable. So that helps a lot, but, Honestly, like when people ask me about ski boots and snowboard boots, I'm like, find a boot fitter that you trust and like and can understand your volume of foot and understands their product line and how that like each company's last might fit your foot the best. Um, you know, that's like the hardest part. That just woke for me up. The, the, just, the general consumer. Yeah, that just woke me up to what the footwear I'm riding. I'm wearing on a normal basis versus the boot companies. Yeah, I get it. Totally get it. And the other, you know, like, again, the higher you go, like our Elite Liner comes with, um, you know, all heat moldable, but it comes with uh, arch cookies. So if you have a high arch or a low arch, you can tailor fit the arch volume for you. Um, and we sell our footbeds that fit all of our liners across the board um, if you need that kind of specific fit. But to me, that's like the hardest part is that you need to just find the right fit from the company that has a last that fits your foot. So, and that's a lot of like, try it on. Like that's where the re our retailers really come in strong, you know, like to go in and visit the retailer and, and build that re relationship and find something that fits your foot really well. There you go. That's it. You've just summed it all up. Awesome. Thank you Great so advice. much again. Yeah, for thanks, all education. yeah, no worries. This is super fun. I had a really good time and, awesome. um, I hope you guys learned at least a little bit. Tons. <laughs> Definitely did. Tons. Definitely did. All right. Well, thank you very much. And we will talk to you soon. I know we're going to talk to you about mountain bike shoes in the future. Okay, <laughs> great. Sure. I'm ready. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> all right. Thanks, John. Thanks, Thanks guys. John. Take care. Yeah, Take care, man. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay, all right. Bye. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Split Decisions. We hope this helps you make a more informed decision about the gear that you will use in the backcountry. If you like this content or have any comments for Chad and I, please reach out to us by DM at darkstarts.podcast or go to our website and hit the envelope icon at the bottom.